understanding how to be successful in business you know I started to receive a lot of advice from my mentors and those who were guiding me on this process that I needed to expand my relationships I needed to to know more people as I began to move up the corporate ladder so to speak and they gave me that advice because they told me that oftentimes you know the, the pathway to success is not just about what you are able to do how skilled that you are but the pathway to success always happens when you have the right relationships around you. And so they were encouraged me to, to build my relationships. So I thought about this from this regard. Well, you know, every single day I eat lunch and every single day I have an opportunity probably to connect with people. And so I use lunch as an opportunity just to meet with people, just to connect with people and to build greater relationships. And um, even though I'm actually about to talk about this from a spiritual perspective, I even want to you know, share with you some some business game or some corporate game. If, if you're in that regard, you know, make sure that you're building great relationships with people because it's not always about like your resume. You know, sometimes, you know, the way that you become successful is about the people that are around you. They'll begin to think about you. You'll be on their mind and when they're making decisions. Uh, but as we begin to think about this from a spiritual perspective, I want to begin to share with you that I'm talking about relationships today because God actually focuses greatly on relationships as well. You know, matter of fact, it's his biggest reality is that he's called us all into this earth for one purpose, and that purpose is relationships. And even as we started to build our church here at Common Bond Church, you know, I wanted to share with us that most of us, probably all of us, you know, who are on this call just about, you know, have actually come to Common Bond Church, have been part of this family because of a relationship. You know, either you have met us personally um, or you have known someone who was a friend or a co-worker who actually invited you to into the space. And so we've tried to major on relationships here at Common Bond Church because we believe that that's the ideal that God actually has for us. And I think that we're doing a good job, but I think that we can actually do even better. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to figure out, you know, how can we actually expand our own personal relationships? How can we actually invite others into the areas of our life that God actually wants us to invite others in so that they also can experience God himself? And when we're going to do that by actually thinking about this woman at the well, thinking about her relationship with Jesus Christ and how God used that as a springboard to actually bring others into relationship with him. And so if you know anything about the, the narrative of the woman at the well, you know that she's a Samaritan woman. And you can read that when you actually read the whole chapter of John chapter four. She's a Samaritan woman, which means that she was a woman who wasn't necessarily of the ideal faith that the Jews were actually a part of. She was an outsider. Uh, she was an individual who did not probably hold the same faith life and same beliefs that the Jews held. And uh, so when Jesus Christ actually began to meet with her and connect with her, uh, he met with her by simply sitting down at a well and asking her to draw some water. He started to engage in relationship with her. Eventually, he begins to prophesy to her. He begins to tell her all that she ever did in her life. And that's where we start to pick up 
her amazement in verse 27 because she began to say to all of those that were around her in Samaria after she met with Jesus Christ, that this was a man that I just met who began to tell me all that I ever did in life. And he, she began to ask all the around this, could this possibly be the Christ? And so I, I wanted to, to start there um, by actually uh, thinking about who this woman was. And, and we can think about this who woman was back in verse 27. So let me back up a little bit and actually get to that verse because it begins to say then, just then the disciples came back and they marveled that he was talking with a woman. But, mo but no one said to him or her, what do you seek and why are you talking with her? Or why are you talking with him? So the woman left her jar and went away to the town and said to people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Now, I want to talk about verse 27, because verse 27 can actually put us into our own camp as Christians. And I think that, you know, oftentimes when you are uh, in a Christian community, sometimes that's the only friendships that you do have. And maybe we were thinking about that as I asked that community question, or as JQ was asking the community question earlier about, do we have non-Christian friends? You know, because most of the time when you get into the Christian community, most of your friends are only Christians. And so the, the disciples were the same way, because, you know, when you read this in verse 27, they, they were curious, you know, why is he talking to this outside? One, she's a woman. You know, two, she's a Samaritan. She's not like any of us. Why are you talking to her? Well, Jesus Christ was talking to her because he knew that his purpose on this earth was to build relationships. He knew that his purpose was to actually bring people into the family of God. And sometimes you got to step out of your comfort zone and, 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 and reach into others uh, that are uh, not like your faith to actually bring them into the relationship with God. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit. I wanted to, to, to think about, you know, what does it actually look like for me and for you to actually reach people, you know, who are in our neighborhoods, who are on our jobs and who are coworkers. And I thought about this, you know, earlier today. And I think that sometimes, you know, when we engage with people who are non-Christians, it's almost like engaging with the police. And I think a lot of times when when non-Christians are approached by people who are of the Christian faith, they have that same perspective. They have a perspective that this person is going to judge me, that this individual is going to look at me in a certain way. Um, I might feel inadequate. You know, I really don't want anything to do with that because I want to continue to live my life the way that I see fit. And I wanted to encourage us today that, you know, when, when you build relationships with people, it's really important just to have an open hand. You know, it's really to have an open hand and open heart with people to make sure that you're not judgmental. You're not trying to tell them that they need to be something that they're not, or they need to be something that you think that they need to be. But building relationships means that you genuinely care for an individual. You genuinely are in their life to actually make it better. You know, you're genuinely in their life to actually build friendships where you can actually be friendly with one another, to be kind with one another, to be generous with one another. You're not the law. You know, you're not you're not the individual who's coming to tell them that their life is right or their life is wrong. And I think that that's what was so fascinating when you actually see this conversation of Jesus Christ with the Samaritan woman. He met her exactly where she was in her life. You know, she was a woman, you know, as the scriptures say that already had had issues of sins. Yeah five men that she had already been with in her life that were her husbands. And we know that, you know, in the scriptures, that's, you know, not morally perfect. 
but Jesus Christ, you know, didn't necessarily focus on her rights and wrongs to condemn her, but he used it as a way to actually prophesy into her life so that she could understand just how magnificent he was as the God of the universe, as the God of all things. And I wanted to, us to consider, you know, when we are building relationships with other people, to make sure that we have an open hand with them, make sure that we are generous. And I always say times that, you know, when you build relationships with people, it's sometimes gonna get messy, you know, which means that you have to deal with where they're at in their life, just so that you can begin to share the goodness of who God actually has for you in your life and what God's called you to do. So that's the very first thing that I wanted to begin to share with us as we have this conversation. Because what, what we are trying to get to a place in is understanding this year, I think that God wants us as a community to be so much better in relationships. He wants us to figure out as we regather, as we begin to engage with people on our job and their neighborhood, you know, how to just be that friendly individual, how to be the individual that embraces all you know, that are around us. And I hope that, you know, my wife and I, we've kind of been that kind of example for you all, you know, because genuinely, if you met us, you know, you might have not have met us first in the church. You know, maybe you met us in community, maybe you met us in the neighborhood, or maybe you met us just in a safe space. And what we've always tried to do is just make sure that we were generous, you know, with our thoughts, generous with our um, our perspective. We never try to judge anyone. And we, we pray that that becomes a, a contagious kind of culture where we feel the same way with every individual. That's just one of the values that we want to continue to share at Commonwealth Church, that we're people who unite. We don't tear down. We don't, we don't splinter apart. We're people who unite each other based on Christ Jesus. And that means that we have to have these generous and loving hearts to be able to do that. Well, as we begin to now focus on this passage a little bit more, we see in verse 29 that, and verse 28, that she was so overwhelmed with this relationship with Jesus Christ that she had to stop everything that she was doing and begin to tell everyone in her community. And she went away and said to the people, come see a man, in verse 29, who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? And they went out at a time and were coming to him. And I wanted to focus on that and wanted to slow down because it's so amazing, you know, just how powerful our witness is and how powerful our testimony is. You know, you, you'd be so surprised what people actually need to hear from you. You know, we live, you know, sometimes in, in our Christian community in such a good place that we don't realize just how much somebody needs to hear what we've actually experienced in God. And I wanted to share with you that she did this in verse 29. She simply told people what Jesus Christ was doing to her in her life, and it prompted them just to come see what this Jesus Christ was about. And so when we think about, like, you know, we've invited people to church and we've invited people to join this experience, I think that that's good. And I think that we want to invite people. But sometimes I think that we've got to go a little bit further and actually even share with people what Christ has actually done for us. You know, we've got to share with them you know, the experiences that we've had in him where he's been able to touch our heart and move us in a way that uh, has enabled us to have strong faith in him. And so all of our stories are different. You know, my story, you know, might be when, when I was on my knees, you know, all the way in college and God just began to personally reveal himself to me, you know, or my story, maybe even something that happened recently where God was able to, 
you know, financially blessed me or, or physically blessed me with some kind of healing in my body. You know, sometimes, you know, whatever God is doing in your life at that season, at that time or that week is that perfect opportunity where God says, I'm doing this so that you can begin to share that with others. And so when you are thinking about, you know, inviting people to church or inviting people to community, you know, think about more so inviting people to hear your story, inviting people to actually uh, experience what you've actually experienced in Christ Jesus himself, because that's what this woman at the well actually did, you know, in her own life. And then verse 31, you know, I wanted to, to share this great meaty passage, you know, down to 31 through 38, where Jesus Christ begins to share with his disciples his experience. And he began to, to say to them uh, that he uh, as they were asking him, Rabbi, have you eaten something? They were concerned by his 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 uh, physical nourishment at that time. And he said that, I want to share with you. I just had this great experience with this woman at, at the well. And because I had this great experience with this woman at the well, that was my food. You know, I've become so full and so um, happy and so joyful about what's happening in my life right now. I really don't need to eat. And I wanted to share that from that perspective because you know, when you begin to live life, you know, on purpose for what God desires you to do, there's nothing better in the world that you can actually experience. It makes you full. It makes it, it gives you the greatest steak that you had. You know, last night I had a great steak. And I, I can think about when, when Jesus Christ is saying that he is full, you know, in life. He's saying that even though you had a great steak like last night, when you begin to live in the purpose of what I'm desiring you to do, which is bringing people into the faith, you'll become even more full with the greatest meal that you've ever had in your life. And so some of us are foodies. You know, we live in Texas. You know, we've got great food everywhere. Imagine if you are so full because you are just sharing your faith with others, how satisfying that that could actually be. And that's what Jesus Christ was saying. He says, I've got food uh, to do. He says in verse 34, my food is to do to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. You know, he said he'd get so full just by actually doing what God's actually calling us to do. I wanted to say that because I wanted to, to think about our motivations. You know, sometimes we, um, we live in a world where not a lot of things in life excites us. And a lot of things in life actually gives us purpose and gives us desire and gives us this type, this type of sense of fulfillment. You know, so I wanted us to, to understand that God has actually already designed this, already created this in a way where we can actually find true fulfillment and true purpose in our life. And true purpose in our life is always going to be when we begin to share our faith with others. You know, it might sound strange, but that is the greatest fulfillment that we'll ever have in our life. When we begin to share what God has actually done in our life with others because God has simply wired us. He's designed us to be able to live life like that. You know, but sometimes when we're first doing those things, it might not feel as if it is, you know, the thing that we have most desirable to do in our life. You know, sometimes we might be apprehensive. We might be a little bit timid. And so we need to have these conversations over and over ago so that we can actually start to feel comfortable. You know, it's kind of like the first time that you rode a bike. You know, when you actually get on that bike, you know, you might fall down and you might feel a little bit apprehensive because you're on it. But the more that you actually start to practice it and you get up, 
you find so much joy out of just riding that bike. And I think that that's what happened when we actually began to live out our faith about sharing things about who Jesus Christ is in our life. You know, the, 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 the next thing that I wanted to begin to share with us in this conversation goes down in verse 39. It says, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. They didn't just believe because of the fact that she shared something good, but they started to have their own experiences with Jesus Christ. And once people have their own experiences with Jesus Christ, he begins to do what is necessary to reveal to them what they need to hear. And it's always going to be uniquely different. And I think that that is great to be able to know as Christians ourselves, because sometimes I think that we overdo it. You know, I think that sometimes we think that we've got to tell people everything that they know they need to know about Jesus Christ and everything that we know about Jesus Christ so that they actually come to faith. But I think that as we've been able to talk about this through the gospel of John over the last couple of weeks, now we'll be able to understand all God's calling us to do is simply share our experiences, to be a eyewitness just as we would in a court of law. And whenever you think about a court of law, whenever we're called to the witness stand, whenever we're called to actually share our testimony, all we're called to do is actually share what we know share what we've experienced, nothing more and nothing less. And when we do that, it gives God the opportunity to now step in. You know, I love thinking about, you know, this statement this week, you know, my, my time in God, you know, was spent, you know, focusing on just doing my part and letting God actually do his, you know, first Corinthians chapter three, verse eight, but one planted another water, but actually God gets the increase. And you see that in the process where you know, God's not calling us to do everything that it actually takes to bring somebody to faith. All he's calling us to do is our part. Sometimes it could be planting the word. Sometimes it could be watering the word. But at the end of the day, God's actually going to be the one who actually does the increase. And so as we've been thinking about this as a community, I wanted to now take this another step because you've probably heard this part of the message before. But this next part that we want to talk about is something that was so powerful that we began to share this with each other and in community last week. As we got together, you know, for our first Sunday gathering last week, and we invited uh, someone out to our community. Her name was Ava, and she's a fitness expert. You know, somebody that just loves fitness. So she'll do fitness by herself probably seven days a week. And we wanted to begin to, to share with each other and try to build an opportunity for us to understand, you know, that it's really, really easy to begin to invite people into our life. We don't have to do something a different, we don't have to do something that's over and extended a bit beyond what's in our life, but we can actually bring people into the rhythms that we've already created. You know, so think about this story about the woman at the well. What Jesus Christ actually recognized is that I'm already going to actually get some water. She's already going to actually get some water. Let me actually meet her exactly where she's at and where I'm at, and we'll actually allow God to actually develop and actually discover this relationship. Uh, for her and for me. And that's actually what God's actually calling us to do when we invite others into our life. And so when I talked about Coach Ava, you know, there's also Lady T that she mentioned that she loves to do things with her babies and, and she'll go out to parks and she'll go out to events where she can actually just have some fun with them. You know, Lauren mentioned that she loves crafts. Hobby Lobby is her best friend. You know, Michaels is her best friend. And so she's always going to do that. That's something that she actually loves. But what we're actually trying to do now is actually discover what would life look like if we actually just simply started to invite people into the experiences that we actually are already doing. 
the hobbies that we love, the things that are come natural to us that we're going to do no matter what. You know, I've been playing golf for the last two years. And so that's the thing that is now like my, my new passion, my new interest. And so the question becomes to all of us is if we're going to be the people who actually builds relationships, who be the people that God actually desires us to do to bring people in the faith, let's not be people who are uh, law givers, you know, the police officers who are trying to stop people and actually arrest them for their faith. Let's be people who actually are just going to be friendly and invite them into the areas of our life. And the ways that we can actually do that is simply by thinking about the things that you love to do, think about your passions and your interests, and begin to invite people into that space. And so as we begin to do that over the next six to eight weeks, I want to challenge you to begin think, thinking about what are your interests, what are your passions, what are the things that you love to do? And as you think about that, now I want you actually to pray to God and, and now take the next step of challenge and say that I want to use this experience and begin to invite people to join me to do it. When we thought, when we talked to Coach Ava, you know, because she loves fitness, what she's decided to do is create a fitness group. And she's going to actually work out anyway. Now she's just inviting her friends. She's inviting her neighbors. She's inviting her coworkers to actually experience this process with her. And so we're going to be trying to do the same things in our life, you know, because I like golf. You know, maybe I'm going to start a golf group, you know, that has a name that's called Golf Buddies. And I'll just invite people to experience with me what I'm already going to do. You know, every couple of weeks, I'm going to go out to the golf range. I'm going to hit some golf balls. I'm going to start inviting my neighbors. I'm going to start inviting my friends, you know, the people that are around me in my life and, and allow them to experience what I actually am experiencing. So I'm asking you to do the same thing. And I actually want to say to you that, you know, I want to help you, you know, with that experience. I believe that, you know, if, if, if God has called you to, to live a life in him, you know, you understand that this is a desire that he actually has for you, but it may be kind of apprehensive for you. So I want to help you. I want to be able to walk alongside with you and actually, you know, deposit some good kind of encouragement to, so that we can actually do this together. And the way that we can actually do this together is one, first pray and actually think about the interests and passions that you have in your life. And then secondly, begin to think about if this is the, the thing that you're always going to do, begin to intentionally consider inviting other people to be experience that with you. And if you invite people to experience that with you, what I'm asking you to do is create a name for that group, let us know about it at the church, and we're actually going to empower you and encourage you so that you can actually have other people join you into that experience. Now, we'll even put your group name on our on the website so that people can actually be a part of it. And I know some of us are, you know, we got we got people in our community who are foodies. And, you know, the, um, the Camille family told us last week that one of their big passions this year was to be able to do things as a couple, you know, together. They wanted to do more outings, have more date nights. And so we were asking them, well, maybe that's a great group for you to be actually be able to invite others to experience as well. So maybe Lauren and I will help them get started with that group by doing some couple outings with them, you know, having some date nights with them, and then we'll invite others so that people can actually experience it. What I would definitely want to share with you as you think about these experiences, think about first that this is not something that is extra in your life. It's something that you're already going to do. You're just inviting other people to experience with you. You know, second thing that I wanted to share with you that it's not a Bible study. You know, we're not actually trying to uh, teach the word of God here. We're just trying to first build relationships. And as we build these relationships, 
We're going to learn how to allow God to just be part of the relationship so that he begins to speak into their life. And so that's the second thing that I wanted to share with you, you know, so that it's not so overwhelming. This is not a Bible study and it's not something that is extra margin in your life. And as you begin to do that, now, as we build these groups, you know, every week, what I wanted to be able to share with you is a, is a, a question, you know, or a statement or a thought that we'll actually use you know, part of these groups. And maybe, you know, it's something simple that's just like we use during our community question time. Something that's just thought-provoking, something that has an opportunity to stimulate people's minds and hearts. And you just ask those so that people are starting to engage maybe some kind of small spiritual aspect or some aspect that is important in the topic of life. And you just share your perspective, how God actually deals with you in that issue. You know, maybe something about relationships. If we're having a couples group and then you begin to share how God teaches you about relationships so that you begin to just impart, you know, your life of faith with others. And so I'm encouraging everybody to do that. And then as you do that, you know, the last thing I want to say is just have fun, you know, have fun with people, you know, build good relationships and just let God show up and actually do great things in your life. If this message has been a blessing to you, I would love to connect with you in a greater way. You can visit us on our website at www.commonbondchurch.org and you can fill out a comment card or even give us a prayer request and we can connect with you. We're also available on social media through Instagram and Facebook and you can connect with us on those platforms. And as we close, I want to leave us with a word of benediction until we all see each other again. May the grace of God be with us. May the mercy of God be with us. We have one true Savior and His name is Jesus Christ. Let us all go in peace until we all see each other again. Amen.